We're celebrating the Epiphany of the Lord here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is January 6, 2019. Today's readings come from Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6, as well as Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 2 through 3a and 5 through 6. The Gospel proclamation comes from Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershek. Our reading from the prophecy of Isaiah is about the reestablishment of Jerusalem after the Babylon exile. God's word commands Jerusalem to allow God's light to fill them and then to serve as a light to all nations. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and a thick darkness darkens the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. Your son shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah And all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from the letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul tells us that God planned from the beginning that the nations would be co-heirs of the one body in Christ. The Epiphany celebrates the manifestation of Christ to the world. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was born. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream, not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. You have the words of everlasting life. Epiphany is one of the great feasts in the church. The imagery and the symbolism has inspired believers for a long, long time. Today, after having that nativity set in our gathering space for a couple years now, I just took a good look at the camel. The camel has the funniest smile you'll ever see on a camel. I think he's been nipping at the Egyptian beer. I really do. On your way out, make sure you check the camel's smile. It was too cool. We had men at prayer yesterday morning, and we we broke open the uh, gospel text from Matthew's gospel. One of the things I realized in, in the discussion with the guys, the, the epiphany story isn't like factual history. If you expect that story to be exactly what happened, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Somebody who understands languages and someone who has studied the scriptures, they will find ways to convince you that that isn't factual. But it's true. Somehow, the story in Matthew's gospel speaks to us a truth. A truth that influences, changes our lives as believers in Jesus. That's the important thing. There's truth in that story. How does the story of the epiphany touch our lives? Well, first of all, these these magi, and we don't really know how many there were. It doesn't say in the gospel, does it? We always say it's the three gifts, but
Those three people, those magi, however many there were, they came from foreign lands. They were strangers. They were Gentiles. So all of the stuff in the Hebrew scriptures about God taking care of his special people, Israel, gets turned on its head. Now God's love and God's salvation is for all people. How can we? How can we say of anybody, any group, any ethnic group, how can we say that they're not beloved of God? The story of the epiphany says that, oh, yes, they are. There's no walls. There's, we can't divide those people from us. They are us. You know, I've been thinking about my parish where I grew up and served as pastor, it was originally a Croatian parish. So the Croatians that migrated to Johnstown lived there. But then with the Second Vatican Council, a lot of other people started to join. And I remember my mother used to refer to those people who were not Croatian as strangers. The strangers, well, the strangers are taken over. The strangers there are no strangers. We are a community bonded by faith in God's love. It seems to me as we study the story of the epiphany, one of the best ways to understand what the story is trying to tell us is to look at the gifts that were brought. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What do those gifts say to us? Who gets gold? Kings get gold, huh? What does Jesus tell us about his kingship and leadership in the believing community? It's servant leadership. He comes as shepherd king. There's no use of power or domination. The king is a king of gentleness, shepherding, care, and compassion. It's to that king that we bring gold. And frankincense, well, frankincense speaks to our belief that Jesus is the Son of God. Incense is used in worship. What does frankincense say about us as we celebrate the epiphany I recently read this book, Einstein and the Rabbi, by Rabbi Naomi Levi. Beautiful book, really well written. I've got to read it again. There's just so much good stuff in here. Rabbi Naomi talks about a situation. As a rabbi, she's often asked to pray with people and for people. Listen to what she writes about an experience she had Pray for me, Rabbi, is probably the most common request people have made of me over my years in the rabbinate. I'm always honored to be able to pray for people. But of course, I worry when people ask me to pray for them. Are they asking because they don't think God will listen to them? Do they think prayer requires a correct formula? 
And if they don't know the magical incantation, their cries will not be heard. Do we think like that? That we need the right words in our prayers? Continues, once about 20 years ago, I went to visit a man in the hospital. He said, pray for me, Rabbi. I don't know how to pray. I said, of course I will pray for you. But first tell me, what is it that you want me to say to God? What is it that you want me to say to God? He thought for a moment, and then he began trembling as he spoke. God, I am yours. I know that. But I belong here with my family. My heart is aching. I've never let myself love like this before. Give me time. I pray to you, God. Give me time. These words flowed from the soul of a man who felt he didn't know how to pray. When he was done, he sighed deeply, and I could see the worry and the tension depart from his face. A calm overtook him, a light, a grace. I witnessed with my own eyes how prayer heals. My brothers and sisters, I would suggest that the gift of frankincense speaks to us and says to us that each one of us has the ability to connect with God. We don't need special prayers and special formulas and special vestments. Frankincense tells us that each one of us, in our heart of hearts, has a connection with God. We just have to keep that connection open. And finally, myrrh. Myrrh is an oil that they use to anoint bodies that have died. There was a comedian 30 years ago who's Part of her stick was they came to, to, to Bethlehem and they brought myrrh. And, and Mary looks at the guy with the myrrh and says, you brought myrrh to a baby shower? Get out of here. Myrrh speaks to us that the Lord, Jesus, the King, the Savior, has come to be with us in our suffering, and even in our dying. Myrrh says that the king that we, we worship with these gifts will walk us through the, the sorrow, the suffering, the pain, and into a fullness of life we can only imagine. Gold, Frankincense and myrrh. 
What do these gifts say about Jesus? What do they say about us? Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.